Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. I'll give, uh, I'll read another text from that texture saying, play the audio. We don't believe you. And then he texts back. I don't doubt you, but like me, others are driving and can't listen. I'm going to do talks to text. Uh, the reason that we don't play, or I don't want to speak for anybody else. The reason that I don't play reporters questions here in these press conferences is pretty simple from an audio perspective. Uh, we don't have those reporters mic'd up. So a lot of times it is very hard to hear. And frankly, it's just terrible audio. So if you're wondering why, well, why don't you play the reporter's question? Uh, that's that's why. Sometimes we do. If it's good audio, sometimes we don't. Steve Court's on the line now. Steve Court, former Saints offensive lineman and my partner in Sunday morning crime here on WWL during football season on fans first take during Saints game days. Steve, minicamp. What's going on, buddy? Here we go. Yeah, it's been a minicamp. It was today. Yep. Yeah. Out there all day, you know, yep, from, from early till late. <laughs> <laughs> hey, uh, before we get into the nitty gritty of that, what'd you make of Cam Jordan's extension? Uh, he's a done deal. Yeah. Yeah. It sounds like it. Oh, it okay. Yep. Oh, yep. Okay. Yeah. Okay. It's uh, well, three I, years. It's uh, what does yeah. it see? If three years, fifty-three. Yeah. Uh, if it's not, it's formality. It will be, but uh, well deserving. I mean, uh, if there's there's a handful of guys that you can think of that that would deserve something like that in this day and age, and and uh, certainly he fits that bill. I mean, as a guy that plays, I think he's played every game. You know, I don't think he's missed any games uh, since his career here, and at the same time. You know, he plays the run just as good as he plays the pass. He's one of the kind of throwback type guys that's uh, sort of rare these days. So um, I have ultimate respect for Cam Jordan. In the locker room, Steve, it seems like his value can't really be quantified with a dollar figure, what he means in that locker room and to the younger players on this roster either, right? Well, he's a very bright guy. And and what he says, um, you know, echoes through that locker room. and and really, guys, you know, take him at his word for it, and really, and he backs it up. So I think when you have a guy that has that, um, you know, he's a pretty vociferous guy. You know, there's no question. He's kind of a loud, talkative kind of guy, and uh, he's a funny guy. But at the same time, he's um, he speaks a lot of wisdom with what he talks about, and I think that uh, you know, players gravitate towards that, especially in, in tough times. And and uh, and that, that he's a great leader. There's no question. What did you see from the guys in the trenches today, Steve, out there? Well, Seth, you know, it's a little, it's, it's difficult when they don't, when they're just running around their underwear. There, there's not, <laughs> there's not a whole lot you can do with, if you don't have gear on, but at the same time, you have to keep in mind that, that you can get a lot of things done. You just have to put it in perspective of this is what we can get done with, with the gear that we have. So, um, that being said, uh, look, I, Again, like I've told you, like this for the third year in a row, that um, and we got a stable of horses <laughs> at that offensive line position. Um, 
it, it, it's it's unique. There's a bunch of really really athletic guys that uh, it, it just keeps surprising me each and every year that that they can find these guys. And uh, but the one thing that I will say, and I'm glad that it's minicam. Um, you know, years in the past when you had uh, you know a, a Zach Streif there, and then a recently a retired Max Unger that was still there. There was a lot of uh, veteran. Um, uh, I don't want to say solidarity, but there was so much influence there that uh, minicamp was almost a second thought, and there wasn't a whole lot of learning going on. Uh, the opposite is that is happening this year. There is a ton of young guys and a lot of talented young guys, but nevertheless, a ton of young guys that don't know how to play uh, the professional game yet, and they're just learning to. And they will, and they're learning. They're learning quickly. And I'll tell you this from from Last year to this year, just the young guys that I've watched develop um, is remarkable. I mean, <laughs> Rauscher and, and, and Nugent, his, his assistant, uh, had just done, again, uh, a miracle job. I mean, they, they just sort of, um, you, know, you can't change lead into gold. <laughs> That's called alchemy, right? But, but these guys, they do this with these players. They get these guys, these young guys, and they turn these guys into really good football players. And, and the improvement they make is uh, is incredible. I heard a lot of people commenting on uh, Eric McCoy, his size, and also how he has kind of smoothly transitioned in with all the guys that you mentioned that are still there. Is that what you saw too? Transitioning how? I, I, he has that there. He hasn't transitioned yet in the play part of it. He's transitioned because he's going to be a good teammate, and he's a he's a good rookie. He's a he's a good pup at this point. He's uh, he's just soaking up everything he can, and he's got a great attitude. And I'll tell you this: there's one thing that that uh, about that Saints organization, Seth, and, and you've known this for years that there's a first box that you have to check off <laughs> before you even get past the door in that organization. It's called character, and every one of those guys has that. And so the fact that, um, you know, this is the kind of player that they go after. Um, it's really, really fun to work with them because they're, uh, like I said before, I say things to them and give them tips and pointers and, and different ways to look at things. And this is why, you know, I'm justifying this kind of stuff to them and, and they just can't get enough of it. And, uh, and it's because they want to learn it and they want to become good pros. And so this is what, uh, this is what's happening right now. And, and these young players are beginning to sort of assimilate into that, uh, you know, some of the older guys now, and I say older guys, I mean, Ramchek, he's not, he's not an old guy at all. You know, Armstead is not an old guy at all. Larry Warford is not an old guy. And Andrews Pete's not an old guy. But but those are the most sort of senior veteran guys that they have there. Um, and so really the young, the young guys that are having to come in sort of and, and, uh, and buckle up at this point, um, they're filling in well. And you can tell that there's going to be, uh, again, they're going to have a great problem. And that problem is they're going to have to put some people on the street at some point, um, that are really good football players. Steve Quartz at Saint Sixty on Twitter, former Saints offensive lineman, with us here chatting Saints minicamp on the last lap. A lot of the newcomers were front and center today. Uh, lots to talk about guys like Latavius Murray, Simi Cobbs, I think yeah. Cyril Grayson, Steve, the, the speedy track star yeah. from from LSU who has bounced around in the NFL off some rosters and practice squads. But Sean Payton really likes him. You see anything from those guys today? Well, I, I mean, I saw Murray. Uh, obviously, I'm watching him because I'm, you know, I'm watching the interior line. And I'm watching him, you know, get the ball and then seeing kind of what he's doing. And he's a, uh, I mean, this guy's, this is a big old guy. <laughs> this guy, he's, he's uh, probably an inch taller than I am, you know. And uh, is that big, huh? 
he's a big, big, tall guy. And at the same time, um, he's got some real good sort of quick movements and uh, he's flashy. He's got a lot of speed. But at the same time, I think once you get gear on, come on, this, this big of a back, uh, he's going to be our horse. There's no way he's going to be our hammer. I mean, that's what he's going to end up being. But um, certainly fun to watch him. And then obviously you see what's happening with, uh, you know, Jared Cook has, has been this guy that we've sort of since, you know, vacated from Jimmy Graham since we left. We haven't sort of had that tight end that was a kind of a go-to guy. And I'm not taking anything against the guys we have there now. But at, at the same time, um, there's a certain different level of, of athlete in this guy. Um, certainly has that. We, you know, we've watched him for years, you and I both, yeah. um, you know, when he was with other teams. And it seemed like he was just really on the verge of, of breaking out and it being something, uh, you know, really sort of being that upper echelon tight end. And you could see that uh, with this offense and, and, and Sean Payton's creativity and how he likes to use tight ends. And then uh, the key factor is having number nine there. Um, I can't think that anything but this is uh, is going uphill for this guy. This is going to be good for us. And speaking of the quarterback, Steve, I know you got your eyes, you know, in the trenches, but Teddy Bridgewater and even JT Barrett were were impressing people out there uh, today. What did you see from them? Well, you know, it's like these younger guys, are, and, 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 and you know, Barrett's obviously a real young guy coming in here and doing this. But um, you see that, you know, the you know he makes he makes you know these sort of um, these leaps and bounds and things like that. And, and it's, it's, they're all over the place. You know, so one day one throws great one throws, not so great, you know, and one, you know, one time he's got his eyes down the field, and he's moving well. And the next time he, he's, you know, he feels the rush. And so it's got a lot of inconsistency yet, because you would expect that, you know, and, and then Bridgewater uh, is, is different. He's, you can tell he's been there. He's the veteran. It's not anything that that's, uh, that he has not seen. Um, and obviously he has a, you know, he's a great ball that he throws. So there's no question about that. And then, and you've got the guy that's sort of the, uh, the be all to end all in, in Hill, Taysom Hill, who can do just about, you know, anything you ask him to do. And, and, uh, and he's turning into a really good quarterback. Not that he wasn't, but I mean, it, it doesn't surprise me that he is. Uh, he was throwing some, some balls today that, um, I mean, he was spinning the football, and it was coming out of there. It was accurate. It wasn't flying all over the place like I've seen it before. But um, you know, he was re- he's he's greatly improved uh, with the reps that he's getting. You know, we've talked so much the last few years, Steve, about oh, you know, how is it different? And in training camp, without yeah. you can't hit and you can't hit with pads and no contact. And like you said, guys are running around in their underwear. That's kind of old news to me. But I, I am curious: right. is it? Uh, uh, since a lot of these guys are young that are coming to the league, and I think the majority now NFL rosters actually are guys who don't know an NFL before all these rule changes that happened, you know, a handful of years ago or so. Uh, does it seem like that everybody's kind of used to this now? That it's just kind of you know old hats, uh, even just you know like again a handful of years into it. It seems like it's, it certainly has evolved into that stuff. And like I said before, uh, even though that you can certainly still tell a lot about a player um, when they don't have gear on, just obviously the, you, the, the physicality part of it, which is, is the, uh, the biggest part of being, you know, in the line or in the trench, I should say, is, is, is sort of taken away, but not really taking all that too much away. Um, there's still, you have to do everything technique wise that you would normally have to do, in, you know, if you were playing a football game. So with when everybody's got, you know, gear on both sides. So you still have to, you still have to practice that in, in such a fashion that that you don't create bad habits 
And so in order to do that, you have to really, really be sort of focused on what your technique is and almost exaggerated sometimes at some points because you don't have gear on. Uh, but really what, what uh, most of that's out there for, and, and you'll, uh, in many camps, by and large, Seth, are, are designed for, you know, uh, the first, um, you know, three seconds of a football play. You know, making sure that when you line up, you know who you're supposed to block, you know who what your assignment is, you know who's comes free on a blitz pickup, who you've got, and those types of things, what kind of calls you need to make, and getting all that stuff clean is sort of the biggest aspect of it. And if you practice those things accordingly, you can you can really improve a lot. Um, and that will, if you can assimilate it correctly, um, you can still get some really good practice in without doing the physical part. All right. Now, the, the real question that I saved to the end, Steve, of course, is uh, Stanley Cup Finals, Game 7, tomorrow, oh, bro. God. You got the Blues and the Bruins. It goes back to Boston. Give me a little breakdown here. Yeah. Who's going to win this thing? Boy, I tell you what, I mean... <laughs> I, you know, St. Louis had a great chance the other night, and they choked. That's all it was. They choked. I think they absolutely got so psyched out thinking that they had this within, you know, three periods of of, of taking the cup home um, that it got too big for them. And then you've got to sort of give it to to Boston. Um, they put it on them, and they they said, "There's no way that we're going down." And and they uh, they beat them to the puck. They beat them almost every time to the puck, and. And look, St. Louis's big thing is putting the body on them, and they, you know, they do a great job of, you know, a chip, uh, chase and check, you know, which is sort of what is a, just a good way to sort of tack into a zone. You, know, you chip the puck into the corner, and then you put the big physical bodies on the guy. And, and St. Louis is known for that. And the more the aggressive that St. Louis gets uh, in this game, uh, the better they play. And I think that when they take Boston. Uh, when they when they put the, the body on Boston, I think that's the only way they're going to win it. Because if they try to um, if they try to match Boston um, at this juncture with with uh, the way that they're fighting back right now, um, I wouldn't be surprised if it's an overtime game. I'm certainly sort of pulling for the Blues, but at the same time, uh, if I had to, if, if I was a betting person and I had to like forget my heart and, and listen to my head, I would have to bet on Boston. There you go. It's Game 7, Stanley Cup Finals decider tomorrow at 7 p.m. Central time in Boston. And Yeah, I saw you had a, a Blues shirt. I think I saw you on, on Twitter the other day. Is that right? You had a, you had a little oh, Blues yeah. shirt? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, I, I'm a huge hockey fan. You know, it's not my favorite team, but, uh, you know, the Caps and, and the Chicago Blackhawks are still my teams. But, um, look, they're right in there. So, uh, and, and I just, I'm just i sort of tired of Boston winning this stuff yeah. all the time. Right. Everybody's tired of Boston, man. Uh, yeah, well, it's just yeah, hats off to them, but at the same time, it's yeah, it's uh, it's it's getting nauseating. <laughs> I know. Well, uh, stay tuned. We'll have the WWL NHL show coming up with Steve Court uh, every weekend or something like that. Uh, Steve, always appreciate the chats, man. We'll see you out at minicap this week. Thanks so much. Pleasure's all mine. I'll see you. All right, there he goes. At Saint60 on Twitter. Got to give him a follow there. It's Steve Court, former Saints offensive lineman. Uh, coming back with your calls, just had a caller drop off. If you want to call back in, it's 504-260-1870. Our text line is 87870. We'll get to all of your calls and texts coming back here the last part of this hour. Also, we found out who's going to be on Hard Knocks, and I think everybody is going to love exactly who the NFL chose We'll get to that coming up next here on The Last Lap. 
Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 